Blog Talk Radio. Swing and a fly ball, deep to left, down the line, could be, going, going, and it is gone for a home run for David Wright. Struck him out swinging. Slider away. Tanaka tonight has struck out 10 and walked one. I mean, that's pretty darn good, huh? Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy. I'm your host. This is Riding the Wave, powered by the Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper, since 1893. A little different open than you're used to, because baseball's right around the corner. I had to throw that in there, uh, because um, I know a lot of people out there are used to hearing me do a sports show, and... Yes, I uh, still love sports, and yes, I am excited about opening day on Sunday all over baseball and just wanted to throw a little Howie Rose and uh, John Sterling in there uh, to start things off today because the light of day, uh, as the uh, the Barbusters uh, and Joan Jett uh, sing about uh, in the beginning of, of you know our show each, in, uh, each time we're on, is that's where... That's where Rock, Rockaway is going. They're going towards the light of day. We're getting closer each and every week to Memorial Day, which, of course, is the unofficial start of summer. And, you know, people are looking towards the future. But in order to prepare for the future, you just can't forget the past. And that uh, is a lot of what today's show is going to be about, is about looking at the mistakes that were made and trying to fix them, not just to point the finger. And I think that's important. Uh, as we move forward, uh, it's not just about pointing the finger, but it is about saying, hey, we can't allow this to happen again. And if it does happen again and we do the same things, we might, just, we might as well just give up because at this point uh, you can't make the same mistakes over and over again w- with zero accountability. And I think that's what our guest today is trying to bring to the table, and we've written about it before in The Wave, and we wrote about it again this week. Uh, New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer came to Rockaway this week, and he unveiled his audit of the Build It Back program. And, you know, we talked about that. We talked about some other things. Uh, we were very lucky to get a one-on-one with the Comptroller. Uh, he was on his way to D.C., and uh, he very... Um, was very gracious and gave us uh, a good solid uh, block of time to talk with him. He didn't talk to anybody else. He he um, felt that um, you know he he felt that the waves audience and readership needed uh, you know to get a little bit more information that he gave in his press conference, which was um, pretty impressive. Uh, and if you look at the document. Uh, which you can uh, access when you go to um, Scott Stringer's site, and we'll give that information out later on in the program, where you can access the full audit. Uh, you can look at all the information, and you can uh, interact with the controller's you know, website. And you know, he's on he's on Twitter. He's 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 accessible. He's got a great staff uh, on board uh, that do a great job of of making sure that the the you know, the public is aware of, of what the controller's office is doing. And there's some great quotes uh, that 
Mr. Stringer gave in this interview that we did uh, the other day. Uh, we recorded it uh, inside Rockaway Roasters, which is the uh, new coffee house on Rockaway Beach Boulevard, right off of 92nd Street. And the reason I picked the place, you know, for a couple of reasons. Uh, a, I knew it was close by where uh, Mr. Stringer was giving the, the uh, press conference. And also, you know, Rockaway Roasters is really indicative of the kind of confidence that uh, local business has about the future. Uh, you have to fight for that confidence. You, it, it's not easy to invest in a new business. It's not easy to, you know, look at the 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 landscape in Rockaway and you still see things that need to be fixed. You still see things that are broken. But to have enough confidence in the people and in the tourism and all the things that are happening in Rockaway, on on the on face value. It doesn't look as if the comeback is here, but a lot of people seem to think that it's here and that it's on its way. And that's a lot of what we talked about uh, with the controller, in addition to uh, the mess and, as we said, on the front page of the Wave, which is available on newsstands and at rockawave.com right now, uh, starting this morning, is that the Build It Back program was a disgrace, and there's still problems with it. And when you read the story and you listen to the interview, you'll see that some of the things, you know, may not have been Mayor de Blasio's fault, but there are things that need to be fixed. Now, you have to give de Blasio credit where credit is due in that appointing Amy Peterson. Amy Peterson's done a really, really good job of trying to fix all the problems. There are still the problems that exist. There are still problems that need to be fixed. But I think all in all, I think everybody would agree that uh, Peterson and her team have done a better job. Uh, I mean, you can't really do a worse job than the people that had done it that were in place. But certainly, um, Peterson and her crew have, have done a better job of getting this program under control. Uh, as we discussed in the article and as everyone pretty much knows now, uh, the city, uh, once Sandy hit and, and the, you know, the, just the amount of damage that was done when it was fully assessed or at least assessed in the beginning, uh, the city entered immediately into a consultant contract uh, with a Pennsylvania-based company to handle uh, the subcontractors that were going to do all the work. And that's pretty much kind of what started the whole ball rolling. You know, the, the, the fact that the city outsourced its own, you know, its own work that it should have had oversight over, that it should have been, uh, you know, in, in control of. And when you look at the audit and you look at some of the things that are still going on, uh, with the program, uh, you wonder how it's been allowed to go on, and that's where the finger pointing comes into play. But as uh, Stringer, uh, Mr. Stringer said, when he came uh, to Rockaway last year and he did his town hall meetings, the Sandy Oversight town hall meetings, and wanted to listen to people and wanted to get uh, a sense of what exactly the problems were, he said it then. This audit is not about gotcha. It's about identifying the problem, fixing the problem, and getting to where we need to get to. And I think that 
he certainly has, uh, as far as the audit is concerned, uh, has certainly pointed out what needs to be fixed. The next step is to actually get it fixed, and that's got to be a partnership between the public uh, and 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 the city and the agencies, and everybody has to work together to get this thing fixed. And as I said, we've made progress. Progress has been made, but we still we still have to look at the machine and see where the you know where the broken parts of the machine have to be fixed and in some cases have to be replaced. So without further ado, uh here is our uh conversation uh with New York, New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer and after the segment, uh if you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, our call-in number is 347-850-1643. That's 347 347- Eight five zero one six four three. This is our conversation with New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer. Okay, we're sitting in Rockaway Roasters on Rockaway Beach Boulevard, and we are talking with the controller for New York City, Mr. Scott M. Stringer. Uh, Mr. Stringer, welcome to the program. Great to be on. I really appreciate being here. Now, when you first took office and you know you realized what was in front of you, one of the things I think that people noticed right away was your willingness to come to Rockaway. To, and you knew... I think you had an idea of what your reception was going to be because you had an advanced team come and kind of get an idea of how people were feeling, and yet you still came, and I think that resonated with people. Why Rockaway? Why did you come when you came for that whole town hall meeting series? What was the purpose of your being there personally? Well, from the first parade I was invited to, to making sure that we would have meetings in all the impacted Sandy areas, especially in the Rockaways. It just gave me a sense that people wanted me to hear from them firsthand about their trials and tribulations as related to the storm. And that they wanted somebody in government to really listen, not just come to the community and talk the talk, but actually just listen. And that's what we did uh, with these hearings. You know, we went to Coney Island, the Rockaways, Greasy Point, Staten Island, Lower Manhattan, and we basically took testimony. And then we said we'll be back with an audit that would lay out what went wrong, what's still going wrong, and what we can do to make things better. Well, you made the point. It's it's still ongoing. It's not something that's finished. Um, but I will say this. I think that your initial meeting, coming down to the town hall meeting and, and letting people know that you were actually there to to use a terrible cliche to face the music, um, I think it resonated with people. And I think that's why when they say the controller, there's a sense of confidence, not just about your willingness to have transparency in, in your process, but also that they feel that there's a real person uh, in the administration, and they don't always feel that way, but that there's a person in the administration that is really trying to keep track of every single dollar that's being spent, especially in their name, when it comes to Sandy Recovery. The tax uh, dollars are precious. People work really hard uh, trying to get their kids an education, trying to put food on the table. Obviously, the financial crunch, so many people feel the rock race because of Hurricane Sandy. These, this gives me real purpose to to fight for folks. 
you know, the controller's office is the people's office. It's the place you go when you think you're being treated unfairly, uh, when you feel that City Hall's not doing the right thing or that a government agency is taking advantage of you. And we have the audit power and the charter-mandated responsibility to fight for the working people of the city. And every day you know, I go to work, I know i got to represent the folks that... They're not going to. They're not. They're not famous. They're not going to get the names in the paper. But they're cops, firefighters, teachers, working people, and they deserve to be heard. And that is my responsibility. So we have been in the communities impacted by Sandy because it's important that we hear firsthand from people about what we have to do to get it right. And this audit today just showed the stumbling and bungling of these consultants and these contractors who more about getting paid than delivering a service. And we still need more transparency to tell the whole story. Now, why is this important? Because we learn from what We learn what we did wrong, but we also learn what's going well. And that is something that we tried to convey today. We took the, the people through the history of the consultants. Uh, we expressed concern about the role these consultants will continue to play in the rebuilding process. We praised the mayor for moving faster and being more nimble in helping people on the ground, but we also need to understand what the role of these consultants and their managers will be, because let's face it, we have two few housing starts, we have thousands of people left in limbo, and we have to constantly monitor the situation, and I intend to do exactly that for all the areas impacted by the hurricane. In all the years I've worked in radio and worked in journalism and worked in different areas, whether it's sports, whether it's news, I like to do live venues, even when they're noisy, uh, right. because it puts a face. People can see how you interact with them, but also that this particular place, I always try to find places that I like to, yeah. are symbolic of what, you know, what like this place is symbolic of Rockaway's newfound confidence. You know, you're here on Rockaway Beach Boulevard, and we see... You know, the business, some of the businesses have survived. Some of the businesses are nationally known, like Uma's across the street. And we're here in, in Rockaway Roasters is a new business that I think is not just symbolic of the fact that Rockaway likes coffee, but that, you know, that they had enough confidence in the rebirth well, of Rockaway. That's and that's what your press conference was about today. We said that today. I mean, we stood with civic association leaders, homeowners, and nobody expressed that they've had it with the Rockaways. People love this community. It's their community. And I think people are excited when new businesses open. Listen, I'm a coffee guy, so today, you know, I, I will leave you with my coffee analysis of, of the new business. Um, and and this is this is this is New York through and through in every neighborhood, right? Right. It's the local store, it's the local business that you want to come and support. Absolutely, it's a lifeblood. And 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 one last one last question before you know we end this. And, and thanks again also for your time and for, and for coming and spending a little alone time with us. Um, the other audit that I know that people are really waiting for, and I know that you're still working on it, uh, is the FEMA audit. That, that you know, especially with the release of the funds and, and people are starting to look to those funds for the boardwalk, you know, Memorial Day is right around the corner. People are very concerned about so many things in Rockaway. Um, do you have any kind of idea as to when 
you know, I know you, I know it's an ongoing process, and and, and th- well, I'd rather it be, we'd rather it be thorough than than quick. So, do you have any idea? You know, and what it really takes over a year to do it right. And I know people were anxiously awaiting this audit. We said we would release it when it's ready, not based on any particular deadline or anniversary, because we don't want to politicize our audits. And we're going to go out and, and do, you know, we're going to go out and work on the audits that will come, and we will inform the wave and the community when it's ready. But part of the integrity of the controller's office is that you do this by the book. Try not to have preconceived notions, and you have. And we're fortunate that we have uh, Marjorie Landa and our deputy controller for audit investigation looking at this through through an independent lens. And uh, I'm very proud of the work of the controller's office in this regard. So as soon as these audits are ready, we'll get out there, and it will help us do a better job. How important, and I have to, you know, I do this all the time, so, you know, I did it to Joe Torre, I'm going to do it to you. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> one more question. Hey, one more question. Um, no, no one elected official is really uh, able to do anything without a great team. So, you know, and I have to obviously edit this now because somebody was calling and I had to, I had to start it again. But uh, just quickly, talk about your team and how valuable they've been uh, for you through this whole process since your election and since, you know, so many of these things that maybe you, maybe you didn't even know were coming that you were going to have to do once you took over. How important has your team been? Well, let me talk about the elected official team first and foremost. Locally, uh, Assemblyman Goldfeder has worked on these issues night and day, night and day. He's been an incredible partner with us. Councilmember Donovan Richards, again, uh, the energy and the passion he brings to the rebuilding, as well as Senator James Sanders, former President Melinda Katz. You know, we don't do this in a vacuum, and we work and partner with our elected official colleagues. So, first and foremost, the Rockaways should be very proud of their representatives locally. I think the hurricane really gave them an opportunity to step up, and they have. Uh, and then our own controller's office, between our community affairs people at the meetings, committee board meetings, listening and learning, has been very important in terms of our audit and investigative work. And as you know, when I came into office, I said I would work with the administration, because that's what controllers do, is relate to the finances of the city. But I was also going to be very independent. We were gonna, we were gonna be very strong, and I was gonna call the way I see it, and I was gonna do my job. And, and every day, you know, when we go to work, that is the mandate that we have from people. And I'm very, I'm, I'm just very pleased. You know, when I'm in the Rockaways or I'm in Coney Island, Staten Island, uh, you know, people do appreciate the independence that we bring to the office and the confidence in terms of the job performance. So it's only been our first year. We have. You know, a whole term ahead of us, and I'm just going to try to be the best controller the city's ever had. Well, thank you so much. I mean, that was uh, certainly educational, and uh, I know that our readers will be uh, certainly looking out for, you know, this continuing audit as well as 
you know, everything else that your office is working on. Thank you once again Thanks for joining us. Now, now we got to do the, the, the coffee taste, right? Okay, well, the coffee's oh, being tasted. Oh, 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 and he, folks, I had nothing to do with <laughs> Here we go. I, wait, hold on. i got to get this stir because it has to be uh, special. See? Uh, here we go. The okay. chef the live play-by-play well, tasting so of the Rockaway right. Roasters. <laughs> the Rockaway Roasters, this is the moment they've been waiting for. It is. Right? Okay, we put the cover on. It's been stirred. It's been stirred. It's like the last out of the 2009 World Series. Right, here we go. Right. Faces. Everyone out there. Wow. Wow. There you go. Strong. Flavorful. This is definitely Destination City. Okay, there you go. That's 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 quotable. This, this is my this is my coffee of choice. It's very good. Well, there you go, Rockaway Roasters. Wow. Rockaway Roasters. They got it. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us. I will be back with you the next time yes. we meet the wave. I'm not coming yes. to the office anymore. We do Rockaway Roasters. Exactly. Okay, that's All it. Right. Um, and so that's that's nice. uh, that's riding the wave for this nice. week, folks. Uh, have a great weekend. And for those of you who are celebrating Passover. Uh, uh, happy Passover, and the, uh, those of you who are celebrating Easter, happy Easter. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week here on Riding the Wave. All right. Thank you, bro. Thank, Thank you. And that's, you know, our conversation with uh, the controller. And, you know, uh, when I first recorded the... Um, when I first recorded the interview, I was going to end the show there, but I thought that uh, we would just touch on a couple of things before we ended uh, the show for this week. And uh, again, the number to call, there's a couple of minutes left, so you can uh, certainly uh, feel free to call in, 347-850-1643. That's 347-850-1643 if you have any calls or comments. Uh, about what you just heard or anything that you read in the paper this week or maybe anything you've seen on social media that might have been interesting uh, for you this week. Um, One thing that I I think that is very interesting when it comes to uh, Mr. Stringer is that there are a lot of things that um, Mr. Stringer is in agreement with uh, Mr. de Blasio, the mayor, uh, when it comes to uh, certain uh, ideals and certain issues. Uh, the difference is, you know, obviously it's a different job, but the difference is is that when you talk with the controller as opposed to talking with the mayor, and I just say this as a journalist, um, you know, not as any, anything else, but as a journalist, when you ask people questions, um, a lot of times elected officials will try to remember their lines. And if you've ever done any acting or any singing or any kind of public performance, you know what I'm talking about. Um, It's as if they they know their talking points, they're trying to remember them. And sometimes when you see an elected official or any kind of public uh, personality, when they're asked a question that is not part of their normal talking points, they get a question that's off topic, Uh, they get irritated. A lot of the times the reason they get irritated is because they didn't prepare for it. And Stringer and his staff, nothing about what I was going to ask or about what I was going to discuss. I mean, he had a pretty good idea um, that I was going to talk about the Build It Back audit. They had no idea I was going to bring up FEMA or any of that, uh, anything else. But I, I tell you, that is something that everyone in Rockaway 
is going to be absolutely uh, waiting for. Uh, and if it's going to be about a year, then it was done in about October was when um, they first were delivered. The controller's office uh, was given in full the memo uh, that was written uh, by the Parks Department Commissioner uh, Mitchell Silver at the time to the mayor's um, office. It was an, a memorandum to the mayor uh, in which he um, discussed the political liability that the FEMA money represented uh, to Rockaway uh, because of the amount, which was twice as much as was, as was originally budgeted. Now, um, Councilman Eric Ulrich, uh, among others, uh, but it was uh, Councilman Ulrich that, ran, that, that, that really started that, that process of demanding a audit of all the FEMA money that's been used and will be used uh, for the boardwalk and for Rockaway. So that is going to be, if you think the Build It Back audit release is a blockbuster, well, the FEMA audit is going to be a game changer. Uh, and I think that the independence that the controller talked about, uh, the independence of his office, the mayor is not a fan. <laughs> so, you know, uh, if, if that's even a reason to, you know, um, perhaps, you know, try to look at what the controller is doing as something that is independent of the mayor and trying to get to the bottom of what the problems are. Um, you just don't get the sense that, uh, or at least I don't, and I've been around the block a few times, I don't get the sense that, um, you, know, you know, Mr. Stringer's audits are politically motivated in any way. You get the sense that he's not afraid of knocking over a couple of tables, knocking over a couple of chairs, you know, pulling the rug out from underneath some people, uh, you know, to shake the tree, as one of my former uh, supervisors would say. You know, you shake the tree, some stuff's going to fall out. And I think that when you look at the audit and you look at the fact that two of the subcontractors that have done some of the worst jobs in the Build It Back program are still employed by the city. I mean, you can you can... You can blame Mayor Bloomberg all you want for the failure of Build It Back, but to exacerbate the problem by having the same people in place, I mean, I don't know what the sanity of that is. And it's hard for me to put it any other way. Um, if someone keeps breaking your plumbing and you keep giving that person money, even as they break your plumbing and they never fix it, why would you hire that person again? Now, obviously, that's a simplistic uh, metaphor, but it, it has the same it has the same value. Uh, so, obviously, this audit not only um, ruffled some feathers in uh, Gracie Mansion, but it's also you know brought to light uh, kind of the um, the stubbornness of certain city agencies that just kind of do what. Uh, they do and don't expect to be criticized for it. Stringer's done the same thing with the Department of Homeless Services. And what has the mayor done to fix the Department of Homeless Services? We don't know. I know they're going to throw $3 billion at the New York City Housing Authority. $3 billion. Billion. And certainly, uh, you know, the public housing developments here in Rockaway are going to uh, certainly, uh, 
you know, get a tremendous amount of help. But as one of the people we quoted, I mean, you just had, I don't even want to ruin it. You have to read the story. Uh, one of the tenants association presidents that we spoke to was very frank about, yes, she's glad. She's glad that the money's coming. But let's hope they spend the money right. But she was a little bit more colorful than that. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you discover that as you read the story. But Again, you can't throw money at a problem and expect the problem to be fixed if the people that are spending the money and distributing the money and allocating the money are not hiring the right people to fix the problem. And the amount of money, when you think about $17 million were paid out to consultants while people had no power and no food and no hot water, and it just boggles the mind. It boggles the mind that... Uh, this stuff has been allowed to go 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 on as long as it has. Uh, that's been our show for this week. I hope it was educational. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Rockaway Roasters, you're welcome for the tagline, Destination City. And uh, you folks should get down there. It's a great place to go. And uh, we will see you. So happy Passover. Happy Easter. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you here next week on Riding the Wave with Mark Healy. Have a great weekend, folks.